Hi, you're listening to the Feminine Business School podcast, and I'm your host, Ainsley Young. My work is all about creating a wildly pleasurable and successful business without burning out your body and selling out your soul. I'm also really passionate about ditching the cookie cutter marketing strategies and finding what feels good to you when it comes to marketing. Join me as we talk all things online business, feminist marketing strategies, feminine embodiment, conscious leadership, and pleasurable productivity. Hit subscribe now and let's get started. And to learn the secret to fitting more pleasure into each day while ticking off your to-dos, download my free pleasure and productivity weekly planner. Head to startingwitha.com slash opt-in. Welcome to the Feminine Business School podcast. I am Ainsley Young, and I have a beautiful guest interview for you today. I am speaking to Bianca Marix, who is a clinical naturopath and certified life and stress coach who supports women in business to go big without the stress and fear of burnout. She helps women in their expansion to disconnect from stress and chronic fatigue, boost adrenal and metabolic health and aid hormone regulation. She also works on mindset and behaviors that manifest physically to restore health and build true resilience. She helps women back up their big visions with solid health foundations and full life integration to get body and business on the same page so they can keep rising. Oh my gosh, you're speaking my language, Bianca. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you, lovely. It's so nice to talk to you again. Yes. So Bianca and I met, oh, Bianca, it's now it's getting on to six years. We both did our life coach certification together and we met in Melbourne back in 2015 and you were nearly ready to have your first daughter. Oh gosh, it seems like a lifetime ago. So we've been following each other's work for quite some time and I just love Bianca's take on health and how she melts her coaching together. So that's why I've invited her onto the podcast. So let's get straight into it, Bianca. I would love to know, how did you come to center stress and burnout within your multifaceted work? It's actually more been the past four years that I've really centered around burnout simply because that used to be me. And I used to always say as a young practitioner that I never wanted to work with anyone like me. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes when you're doing all of this work, you have to sort of look at yourself in the mirror and work out, you know, this is actually me. I need to, yeah. So I sort of always shied away from that. But the reality is, is that when you are building your own business, when you are a busy mum, when you are trying to do other jobs and all those sorts of things, look after lots of people, we are experiencing burnout on just another level at the moment. And it's not always work-related. It's quite emotionally driven, has a lot to do with our mental health and the way that we regulate our nervous system. And I really felt so called to just dive right into it and help people that were very similar to myself that didn't have that clear direction. But they also needed help working on the mindsets that were behind a lot of our thoughts in the way that we work. So it's been the very, very best thing I've ever done. And I'm so glad that I eventually niched down into this area because it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And watching people manage their health, sort of becoming the CEO of their health and their businesses at the same time, and teaching people that you can actually do both, have a successful business and be super healthy is just such a rewarding thing. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And I love that you said and. 
Like it's not either or, which we no. often feel like you can either have a successful business or be healthy. It's and. And like you said, our body is our best business asset. We've only got one and everything has to come through it. So it makes sense yeah. to look after it. So I'd love for you to explain to us what's actually happening when we're experiencing burnout or we're on the path to experiencing burnout. So burnout essentially is a dysregulated stress response. Okay, It's a chronic stress response that does not stop. So there is no repair. There is no recovery happening. Burnout is actually called HPA axis dysfunction which is all about we're messaging from our brain hypothalamus down to our adrenals and then, of course, all of the other elements of our stress response. This has become distorted. So over time, when we are experiencing chronic stress, this natural feedback mechanism becomes tired and very overwhelmed and we don't respond to stress the same way that we used to. So it involves our nervous system, it involves our endocrine system, and then it has far-reaching effects onto every other body system. So it's not just about fatigue. Initially, it's marked with high levels of cortisol, which normally happens when we have an acute stress response. But the next phase, which is the most common clinical presentation, is where we see high and low levels of cortisol. So it's high quite often when it's supposed to be low, and it's low quite often when it's supposed to be high. This is most commonly the time that people reach out for help. They want to make some sort of change, they start to notice that their poor health is affecting all areas of their life, including their businesses. And this is what we'd really call the road to burnout. A lot of people are in this middle phase. And then we have the last phase, which is marked by a low cortisol output. We don't want to get here. So we want to prevent getting to that point. Because our stress response is responsible for helping our bodies to adapt, in the beginning, we don't often feel the changes that are occurring. So those little coping mechanisms that our body naturally does, over time, they become more pronounced. And it's when we don't listen to our bodies, when it's giving us, you know, those clear signs that it wants to rest, or it's asking for more nourishment, that's when we stay on that road to the last phase. Burnout is years in the making. It doesn't just happen because you were stressed one month. It is years in the making. Mm, oh, my gosh. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's years in the making. And I don't know about you, but I have definitely suffered the odd burnout, not in the last few years because I have been more aware of it, but going back to university days and just thinking that you have to keep going and going and going. And it's such a shame that we get to that point where everything falls in a heap oh, that's when we should do something about it. Yeah. And because initially our bodies are really great at managing stress because that's what that stress response is designed to do. So our bodies make these small adjustments and we don't notice them. They become normal. And that's why it's years in the making. So other than maybe fatigue, we often don't feel a lot of other symptoms until we're really in the throes of that middle phase, heading towards the last phase. So it's a good thing that our bodies are able to adapt to change because we need that to survive. But it's when we don't stop, rest and do all of the other things, we keep going and that stress response just simply doesn't work anymore. Yeah, makes sense. So here's an ad hoc question for you. Are these stress responses, because this is my suspicion, in the past, I have like shallow breathing, right? I noticed. And then my digestion, I get heartburn, just eating would be really unpleasant. And then I was diagnosed with gastritis. 
Is that from a stress response? It can be, yes. So shallow breathing naturally happens in a stress response, partly due to cortisol and adrenaline. We take these shallow breaths. So to help to counteract that, that's why a lot of people say do lots of deep breathing to try and switch our nervous systems from that fight or flight mode to more of that rest and digest mode. Our digestive systems is one of those systems that does take a hit when we are understressed because it's just not essential. When under that acute stress response, our body is designed to either stay or to run, okay? It doesn't care about what you've eaten. (laughs) And gastritis and something like stomach ulcers can be attributed to stress. Not the only thing, but it's a very big major component. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've got a whole heap of other examples that, you know, when you go to a Western doctor and then they say, oh, it's gastritis and here's some medication, what like I've never had this before like why would I have this and when I looked at it I was like because it's stress but thank you for for clarifying (laughs) so I think we've kind of gone into this but I'd love to hear more about like in what ways does burnout actually affect us in business what's the impact there are so many burnout in particular significantly affects our cognitive function So even making the simplest of decisions can feel really hard. We go blank a lot, we get really indecisive, and we can have feelings of being quite disengaged, which is not ideal, especially if you're running your own business. When we are under stress, even short term, like something really acute, our body favours messaging to our adrenal glands and away from our neocortex, which is where all of our logical processing occurs. So people would describe it as, you know, making quick, silly decisions. They can't think things through, not being able to break down and analyse, losing concentration you know, and lots of brain fog. We also see changes in motivation, We see dwindling passion compared to when you started in your business, okay? So it might not be that you're actually less passionate, but you're just really tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We often confuse the two. It makes everyday tasks also seem really hard. We become hypervigilant. We can get triggered really easy. So a lot of people get really triggered by the thought of opening up their emails or even checking their voice messages on their phone. It's just like really triggering. Then you can also see reduced productivity in the workplace, like from other people, but also from yourself. When we are burnt out and also tired, we tend to get more self-critical as well of ourselves and also other people's work. We also see a very big increase in incidence of anxiety and depression, okay, which naturally then impacts our work. Also, we often forget about this, but we see big strains on our relationships, not just in the workplace, but our personal ones. We often don't realise that that can be burnout related, but it is absolutely key. We also see more sick days. We get sick more often when we are burnt out. A lot of people describe that they get sick after every launch that they do, every big workshop or event that they do straight away. They'll just fall into a heap and they'll just pick up anything, any little virus that's floating around when normally we wouldn't because it does impact the immune system greatly. And then, unfortunately, we see people take on less opportunities at work. They turn things down and it gets to the point where a lot of people have just closed down their businesses, that they've just sort of had enough and they just feel that they can't do it anymore. And they just don't have the energy to do anything. So burnout impacts people differently in their business, but ultimately it could be just one of those things or somebody has all of those. It's a really big deal. And we often don't think that it's burnout. We just think that it's other things happening in our bodies. It might have to do with our gut or just had a bad night's sleep. But people literally close down their businesses 
And it's, it's really sad that it gets to that point. Yeah, definitely. Especially when there are people like you doing work like this where it can be prevented. Significant impact. And I can imagine you could get confused with some of those things, particularly if like, say, if you've got little children and you're not getting enough sleep and burnout can be one of those contributing factors. I was just going to say, it is important to remember that there are seasons in our life and in our work where we do actually need to be really busy. And I think people get very confused, especially with the narrative that's on social media, that things always need to feel easy and all those sorts of things. It's not about that things need to feel easy 100% of the time, but we need to make time for all of those things. But there are seasons where we do need to do hard work. Sometimes we need to do hard work every single day, but it's also how we make things harder for ourselves There's a big difference between the two and a lot of people get confused. Mm, Definitely. And I think it's where are you coming from with that hard work? Like I've noticed myself, am I regulated when I'm working hard? Is my nervous system regulated versus am I coming from fight or flight? Is the adrenaline pulsing through me and I'm feeling really anxious? So I think that's like a, a really great point. I'd love to know what excuses do you hear most about why women in business just can't rest or take time to experience pleasure or just look after themselves? What do you hear your clients say? It's quite often we hear things about limited time, about their physical workload. There are a lot of people that will express that they always need to put other people first. They might be looking after kids, family members that actually genuinely need a lot of care. And there's also a big sense of responsibility for people that have their own businesses, that they've got this massive sense of responsibility for their clients, their workload, and also the staff that they have. And then we also hear people express that they simply feel really guilty for resting. They're just like, I just, I feel so anxious at the thought of resting. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. So personally, I don't view them as excuses or don't believe them to be excuses because there are some real ingrained thoughts and mindsets around rest and pleasure. And there's also lots of behavioral patterns that have been passed down, especially for women with families, those wanting to start their own business. The idea that if we are not working hard, then we will not accomplish anything. You know, it's okay for us to work, providing that our home life doesn't suffer. So this idea of being everything to everyone, being the superwoman, sometimes I can't stand when people say superwoman, (laughs) but has a big impact on the way that we view rest. A lot of people think it's a big sacrifice to take some time off. So rest and pleasure should never, ever be viewed as a sacrifice. And there is that difference between doing hard work and then making things harder for ourselves. So Working through that can be really challenging for many people and I empathise with that. I really, really do. And whilst everyone is responsible for their own health, we need to acknowledge that it can be very challenging for people to make those initial changes. But the great thing is, is that once we do, we see the positive impact that it has on our health and we tend to do more of it. So we become happier and we become healthier and also more productive and we tend to focus our energy on where it's really needed. Yeah, exactly. And there's so much deconditioning that needs to go on because of all these oppressive structures that we live under, like the patriarchy, toxic capitalism, like you said, we've just been conditioned that we always need to be productive and have output in order to be valuable. And I had a really great example of a client last week who unfortunately had COVID. So she really had to rest and she was just like, oh, well, this means I'm going to be further behind. Nothing's going to happen. She's got three little children. But 
the fact that she rested, she really was able to open up to receive and she got all these inquiries. Clients came back to her in that week of rest. And we really worked on the belief of I can rest and receive at the same time because that's just not what we're taught. It'd be super challenging in the beginning if you're not used to doing it. It takes practice, but like you said, it opens us up to receive. I do empathize with her having, you know, she's got three kids plus being sick and a business. So it's something that can be challenging, but once we do it, we'll do it more often. Yeah, exactly. Because we're expanding our capacity in terms of what it is that we can welcome in and hold. And that's the stuff that I really I really love it. Yeah. <laughs> because I go coming from like you know a, it. a yeah. chronic overworker. And when you feel like it's possible for you and that it's probable and it's inevitable that you can create a business that you love from a place of pleasure or more ease and not overdoing the doing. It's like it's liberating. You're like, wow. Very yeah. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> So I would love to know, what are your own pleasure practices or the things that you kind of build into your day or your week, Bianca, to make sure that you are coming from a rested, restorative place? What are the things that you do? Given that I work in the area of stress and burnout, I find that I, more than ever over the past years, I've had to do much more self-care, rest, pleasure sorts of activities more than ever before to make sure that I'm regulated, that I'm in a place better to serve other people. So the sorts of things that I love to do when I've got the house to myself, I will always put my headphones in loud music and I literally just dance around the lounge room almost like an idiot. But (laughs) it's that release of energy. It's that extra shot of serotonin and adrenaline in a good way just to let all of the thoughts exit my mind and just be really clear for whatever task I've got to do next. I love to do that. I also am really good at honouring when I'm tired. So I could be having a brainstorming day, but the moment that I get tired, I really try not to push through. I stop and I will go make myself a cup of tea. I will go on a 10-minute walk has been a bit of a saviour for me. So it's not about having a half an hour, an hour, lot of exercise in one go. It might be split up into five, 10 minutes, walk around the block or go into the backyard and just pace a little bit. I like to situate myself near a window, near fresh air, near sunlight. I find that really valuable to me. And legs up on the wall is a really great way to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, reduce cortisol, reduce adrenaline. So if in those moments that I'm feeling quite stretched, lots going on work or in the family, whatever it is, I will literally put my legs up on a wall in complete and utter silence. And I will just focus on my breathing for a roundabout minimum three minutes to about 10 minutes if I've got the time. But if I can put in about five minutes, that really, really helps. Hand on your heart and then one on your chest and you just try and focus on your breath whilst you've got your legs up on the wall. I find that that really helps to regulate me very well. And then socialization, I think because we haven't had as much of it and a lot of us have been craving that. So I'm really trying to get in as much of that as possible. Lots of laughter whilst you're doing that is for me the best medicine that I can give myself. So that's what I'm focusing on at the moment. It does change, but that's the sort of things I like to do on a daily basis. Yeah, I love all of those. And they're also doable. I love that they're not things that you necessarily have to go and A, spend money on or that are going to take a lot of time out of your day. Like you didn't go and say, go to a breathwork class, even though those things are amazing, but they're all things that you can just integrate into your day. And I think the one that is probably most important that most people would struggle with is knowing when you need rest and actually taking it. 
because yeah. often we're like, but I can just fit one more thing in. I can do one more thing and one more thing. And then that period that you could have had 15 minute, half an hour dropping into deep rest, you've just missed the window. Taking even five minutes out has such a beneficial effect, not only on your physiology, but then also your productivity at work. So when I'm feeling tired or when anyone's feeling tired, you need to literally get up, go make yourself a cup of tea or have a big glass of water, have something to eat or go outside, whatever it is. And what happens is we start to switch our bodies from that sympathetic mode to the parasympathetic mode. So going from fight or flight, going into a rest and digest mode. But what also happens is that physiologically we're reducing cortisol, but we're also reducing things like serotonin, GABA, oxytocin, dopamine. So even if you're only taking time out for five minutes, your body's able to better produce those sorts of hormones and neurotransmitters. So we then experience more enjoyment, our cognition enhances and we get a little bit more focused, our motivation and also that sense of accomplishment increases. So then when you go back to your desk, you can actually focus on the tasks that need the most energy, those things that are going to make the biggest difference or the most important things much easier than what you did five, 10 minutes ago. So for people that think, oh, but I don't have time to take five minutes, no, if you take five minutes and start to regulate your nervous system much more, you will find you are more productive in the long run. It's just one of those things that you just have to try and see that it works so that then you can start to implement it without feeling guilty because you can see the impact that it makes to your work or even just your life. It's not always about work. Just even for me, being a less angry mum sometimes when, you know, kids are just being kids kind of thing. It's just like I just need to take a couple of minutes out and I can come back and approach things either in a different way or just more productively. So we just need to know that rest and things like pleasure does have a physiological impact on the body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just simple ways of working smarter rather than harder. Like I love this, the power of the five minutes, much power in those five minutes of regulating your nervous system. The ironic thing about burnout is that the more burnt out we are, the harder it is for us to rest, but rest is part of the antidote for burnout. So finding what works for you and what sorts of things you get enjoyment out of, even if it's a fight, something that's a two minute thing is really important, but equally then taking the time to factor that into your day. So becoming more body intuitive, just acknowledge when you're feeling really tired. And we all know when we get tired because we start to procrastinate. We do lots of things, you know, just get up, just get up and just go for a walk around the house or the office, or just go to a window for a couple of minutes. Yeah. I love it. All simple things. Well, thank you so much for such an incredible conversation. All amazing reminders for me as well. And I'd love for you to share where can my listeners find out more of your work and tell us a little bit more about Vibrantly Abundant, your one-on-one signature program you've got. Sure. So I love people to hit me up on Instagram the best, which is at Bianca Marix Naturopath. And all of the links to my website, you can also contact me that way as well. But I love engaging with people on socials, even if it's to have a bit of a laugh, to have, a, <laughs> you know, all those sorts of things. So you'll find all of the summaries of my work on there. So I, I love social media. I currently work only one-on-one with people. So I work with coaches, women, entrepreneurs, very, very busy people. And Vibrantly Abundant is an intense four-month program that helps to address your current state of health. So we work on whatever's going on, whether it be burnout, your adrenal health, your metabolic health, your thyroid, gut, and a lot of fertility work as well. So we help to address your current state of health and then continue to build the rock-solid foundations that you need for the future. 
And we also do a lot of stress and mindset coaching, a lot of regulating the nervous system, supporting your body through stressful seasons, your sleep, which is absolutely vital. And we also look at rest and enjoyment. So how you factor all of those things into your life. We also tackle the mindsets and the behaviors that will help you to move forward, not only as you're expanding your business. I want you to have the energy to do all of the things that you dream of. Big visions require big energy to back it up. So it's all about being the CEO of your health as well as your business. So you can hit me up with any questions on Insta on any of those things. But if you're not sure, I also just do a free 10 minute chat, which is really, really useful because sometimes people don't really know where to start. And they're like, I don't know where to start. And just have a bit of a chat on the sorts of things that you need to focus on. And we go from there. Yeah, sounds amazing. And such an investment into your business in terms of investing in your health. So I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes so everyone has access to your brilliant work. Thank you again, Bianca. Thank you, lovely. Good rest of the day. Yeah. Thank you, you too. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it and you received some tips and takeaways or maybe a major aha. And if you did, please leave me a quick five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. I'd be so, so grateful. And if you'd like to connect, just come and say hi. DM me over on Instagram. You can find me at Ainsley Young. I'll speak with you soon. Bye.